Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Okay, guys, hello and happy Friday and welcome to Parenthood. And are you ready? Are you ready for a Renee rant? Or as my kids would probably say, a mum rant. I don't go on rants very often, but I really want to really feel like going on one today because I have had this topic burning, burning, burning on my heart for so long, not just for our kids, but for all the kids and the young people in our nation right now. I want to talk about five ways that we can mentally help our kids to be strong in this whole COVID crisis right now. Um, Young people and children as well are in a mental health crisis because of what is going on in the world right now. So this statistic I saw the other day, and by the way, it's really hard to get good stats right now, but this stat made me, oh my gosh, it just made my heart so sad the other day. But in Victoria alone, from December 2020 until May this year of 2021, 44% of emergency interventions were responding to a young person's immediate intent to suicide. I literally could almost cry just reading that out. It makes me so heart sad. But do you know who I blame for that? I actually blame the adults. Where are the adults in these young people's lives helping them to navigate this? Because all I see right now are people, adults, the media, being so afraid that to me, it's just no wonder that our kids are afraid as well. Now, I want to talk about this um, from a parent's perspective because Cameron's and my kids, they're actually not afraid right now and they're very strong mentally and emotionally. And even though they're witnessing one of the you know worst times in history and certainly the worst time in their and our lifetime, I'm just, I've been chatting with Cameron and really talking about, you know, why is it that our three kids are, they're not afraid and they're mentally really healthy and strong. And I've kind of almost been hesitant to share this, which is why I've put it off until now, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, why shouldn't I share it? Right? Like if what Cameron and I are doing is working with our kids then shouldn't we want to share that? And I have no doubt that you're probably like, yes, please share what it is that you're doing because I think all of us need to bandy together right now. And please come into my social media and let me know what you're doing with your kids, especially if your kids are thriving in this season. So basically, we have taught our kids not to buy into the panic and the fear And they're doing really well because of it. So let me unpack five things that I could kind of come up with in one sitting that we've been intentionally doing. And like I said, there probably could be more, but we'll just leave it at five. And the first one would be this. We're actually modeling, uh, we're modeling it ourselves. So our kids are not afraid because they can see that Cameron and I are not afraid. And kids, and I'm talking teenagers and children, even young children, they actually follow our lead. Kids don't do as we say, they do as we do, right? I mean, sometimes I wish that they would do as we say, but more than anything, they do as we do. You know, just recently, 
Georgia wrote um, Cameron and I a really beautiful card and it literally brought me to tears and has become one of my prized possessions. It's still sitting on my bench in my kitchen and I read it nearly every day. And in that card, she didn't say words like, oh, you always told me. Her words literally were, thank you for showing me. Because what kids pick up from us most is not what we say, it's who we are and what we do. Um, And then a bit further down in the card, she said, thank you for being such a great example to me. If I'm half the person you guys are when I'm older, and then she went on to say a couple of other things. So our kids are watching us. So it's really important what we're modeling to them right now. Like how are we acting when we're around them? And our kids, personally, our three kids are not afraid, I think, because they can see that we are not afraid. We have gone on with our lives as normal, as much as we can, um, you know, and we're modeling it by, for example, even recently with Youth Alive, we went ahead and we ran a large scale event full of young people. And we just thought, well, why not? When the sports stadiums are allowed to be filled with thousands, well, why can't we fill a room? with, you know, a tenth of the number of young people for for Jesus. So we did all the things that were required of us COVID-wise, but I think I might have said it on a podcast the other day, but the media tried to come in and so-called expose us. And by the way, they didn't they didn't come in and actually see what was going on. They went by a few posts that they saw on Instagram and they actually reported us to the police. But we did not shrink back. I mean, at first we're like, uh-oh, oh my gosh, what have we done? We're in trouble. But we're like, we're not shrinking back. They even had the police commissioner bagging us on national news. And guess what? Even that police commissioner had zero of the facts. We had actually done nothing wrong. Now, the top police came to investigate us, and it turned out that not only had we done nothing wrong, they were actually impressed with the way we went about it. We appealed to them about young people. We doubled down. We invited our police, uh, the police, to the to the event we ran the next night, and we went ahead with it. We didn't shrink back. And you know why? because we knew that our young people need everything that I'm talking about here today. They don't need to be made scared. They need to be given a hope and a future. They need leaders to lead them through this and to teach them courage and not fear. You know, we need to be careful around our kids because they pick up on everything. So another example too, um, a little thing that I do is I always take my mask off when I'm around children. I have been looking into children's eyes as a teacher for over 20 years, and I can now see the look in their eyes when someone talks to them with a mask on. They look uncertain. They look afraid. I refuse to do that to children. So I weigh up the risk of taking off my mask, knowing that it's minimal health-wise, a minimal risk for them, compared to the damage that we're doing to their development by keeping them on. So there's just lots of little ways that when Cameron and I go throughout our day that we try and be a role model to our own kids. So that's the first one. Model no fear yourself. Model courage. Secondly, we are really intentional about what we say. Stop saying around kids or to kids, oh, this is all so scary. Stop telling them that, oh, you must be so anxious. You know, Ashton has pointed out to us a number of times that every time he goes back to school, particularly after a lockdown, they give them an hour-long session about their emotions and their wellness. Now, I don't mind this. 
Um, you know, I don't mind them checking in with the kids, but he always says how the way that they talk, it's assumed that they're anxious. It's assumed they assume that they're scared. They assume that they're depressed. And the thing with kids is, and this is not just as a parent, but as a teacher with a lot of experience, kids take our lead. If we keep suggesting things, they very quickly believe it. Now, it might be true for some, but it is not true for all. We have to stop talking our kids into problems. And this is especially true, by the way, if you've got little children. Be careful how you talk about what's going on in front of them. Like, in fact, say the opposite. Say things to them like, hey, you guys are strong. You lead the way amongst your friends. You bring the calm and you bring the comfort because kids do believe what we say. The third thing that Cameron and I have been intentionally doing um, with our kids is we use the facts rather than media hysteria hysteria to bring perspective. Now, you've got to remember a lot of... um, not only children, not sorry, not only teenagers, but even children are seeing a lot of things in the media, on social media. Um, and, you know, it's a lot of one-liners to grab, to grab attention. And, you know, we are very firm in our house that we teach solid facts and we point out how the media is breeding fear by the way they present only certain facts. So for example, instead of the media reporting that people under the age of 65 have a 99.7% recovery rate, they focus only on the number of people in, for example, in hospital. Or instead of reporting on the number of people who got COVID and recovered, they only report on how many have died. And so we teach our kids, you know, stick with the facts, not with the hyped up media reporting. You know, when we have had in the past five cases here in Queensland, the media headlines say things like, oh, explosive number of cases. So we talk about that with our kids. We're like, guys, if if there were five, um, you know, five cases of something happening right now, would you call that explo- explosive? Well, no, we wouldn't. And so we bring perspective by using facts. We talk a lot about perspective. Um, you know, we're being told that we've got a crisis in Queensland right now. So we go, okay, guys, well, let's look at how many are in hospital. Um, you know, how many have died? Um, how many have actually got COVID? Would we consider that a crisis? How about if we actually saved those words for when it truly was a crisis? Uh, when you teach them facts and not hysteria, it also teaches them to think things through for themselves in a rational manner. We tell them to research everything before they read what they believe, anything that they read. And in doing so, we're teaching them to think for themselves. And if you've got littler kids, then clearly you want to filter the kind of information that they're hearing. Children shouldn't be burdened with, with adult size problems. Okay. So there's my first three. Number four, Another thing that we have often done with our kids is we've been using stories to teach them resilience. So the antidote to fear and anxiety is to actually teach resilience. So we mostly talk about firsthand stories like my grandparents, who are my kids' great-grandparents, who they knew, particularly um, two of them, my nana and my pa, that we're very close to. Um, my Nana only died fairly recently, so my kids know a lot about her story and how not only did they live through World War II, but how they risked their lives to hide and help the Jews. And I often say to my kids, this brings a tear to my eye, but I'll say to them, you have got that same resilience flowing in your blood too. 
And we talk about how my grandparents, how they held the line, how they didn't go along with everyone else. They didn't go along with all the people around them out of fear, but they stood up with great courage. And so it's really powerful to, you know, if you don't have stories like that, find other stories in history of people who have been resilient and talk about those kinds of stories with your kids. Storytelling is really, really powerful. And the fifth thing that Cameron and I do that I would highly encourage you do is we focus on their future. Um, A lot of young people are reporting a loss of hope for their future. And it's really important, not only for teenagers, but for children, that we give them hope for their future. So we say the complete opposite to our kids, to the narrative that's being told them right now. We talk about how exciting their futures are. Like, for example, our second, um, our second child, Liam, who's 18, he's done a course, he's studied, he's looking for work right now. And we never blame COVID for him not having found work just yet. In fact, we'll say to him, hey, buddy, online businesses are booming right now. There's more opportunity for you than ever to find work in the graphic design industry. So we just turn the narrative on its head. Make your household a household that's full of faith and full of hope and full of brightness for the future. Ashton's in year 10 at school, so he's busy planning his subjects so that he can work toward um, his dream of having his own creative business one day. So, you know, the other day we took him to uh, QUT, which is like one of our universities here. They had an open day. So we took him to that open day and yes, we had to wear masks and do all the COVID safe stuff, but we're like, we're not letting that stop us. And we went along and we went on these tours and it was beautiful to watch him be so motivated and so hopeful for all of his options for the future. You know, we'll take him to other open days. We're saying, you know, talking to him about all the options that are in front of him. So in a time where young people feel like their futures are being robbed, we as adults need to um, to bring the hope and to bring um, to bring back their sense of being able to dream for their future. Like with Georgia, we tell her it's amazing that she's studying social work and imagine all the young people that you're going to be able to help. We tell our kids, now's not the time to retreat and shrink back and do what a lot of other people are doing, like deferring from their study. Now is the time to press forward and to take every opportunity that you can and to run with it. So let me just go over those five again. And of course, I know that some of these might be more applicable if your kids are a little bit older, but just just think of how you can still adapt these even for younger children. So let me go through it again. So how can we help our kids be mentally strong right now? Well, number one, we need to model it ourselves, okay? Model courage, not fear. Model um, moving forward, not shrinking back. Secondly, be very intentional about how we're talking right now. Let's not put ideas into their minds about things being scary and and how to, and how they must be so anxious. Do the complete opposite. Tell them how wonderful and resilient and strong they are. Thirdly, research your facts and know the facts so that you know how to combat the media hysteria and bring perspective, which is absolutely shameful that the media aren't doing that for us. It just makes me so mad. Fourthly, 
use stories to teach them about courage and resilience. Go hunting for them if you have to. And fifthly, focus on your kid's future, not on hopelessness, but on all of the hope. Dream big with them. That was not too bad of a rant, I feel. That was was only 15 minutes, guys. Um, But if you're doing something that you are finding is really helping, in fact, I might even jump on social media and maybe ask that question and get you guys to come and share. So please hop on my social media today or tomorrow and come and share with me what you are doing that is helping your kids, particularly maybe younger ones, because I have tended to talk a little bit more about older ones today, but what you're doing to help your kids stay mentally strong on probably the biggest one that I actually should have said. For those of you that um, believe in God like I do, the other thing is, of course, Jesus is at the center of everything. And so we say to our kids, hey, this is no surprise to God. And, you know, imagine how people who went through things like World War II would have felt and how many of them got through because of their faith. And so we talk to our kids too about how we've got God in our life. And imagine if we didn't have a faith and we didn't have church and all of our amazing friends around us and the belief that we have. And so we are incredibly blessed because when we have God, we've got that extra supernatural strength. And so of course, that's another amazing thing to talk to our kids about. So anyway, yes, please come into my social media. Please jump on and answer that question. I would love to hear what else you're doing to help keep your kids really mentally um, healthy and strong in this time. But guys, please know that I am praying for all of you, and um, and I know that we are seriously and genuinely, we will get through this together, and um, God is on our side, so please be blessed and have a wonderful week, and um, please go into this next week with um, feeling greatly encouraged, and I will see everyone on Wednesday. Bye.